This information is subject to a disclaimer at the end of this podcast. Please ensure that you listen to the disclaimer and go to www.ubs.com for further information about UBS. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning into UBS Global Research PodHub, a channel that shares insights from economists, strategists, and equity analysts on the pivotal questions and events shaping today's markets. My name is Pilar Rocafort. I'm the Global Consumer and Luxury Specialist Sales at UBS. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing a recent luxury trip in China. To discuss this, I am joined today by Susanna Push and Susie Tibaldi from the European Luxury Research Team at UBS. In the context of the luxury sector de-rating, going to China mid-September, it was very insightful and also very timely. Susanna, would you like to share with us what were your key takeaways from the trip in terms of the Chinese consumer, in terms of luxury, please. Thank you, Pilar. So indeed, it was a perfect time to visit China, given that um, in the recent weeks or, or months, we started to see some slowdown in the luxury demand globally, uh, globally ex-Chinese uh, demand. Uh, so that's why in the coming uh, months, the sector's sales growth is going to be even more dependent on the Chinese consumer than before. However, sadly, we didn't come back from the trip feeling particularly more positive. Uh, there are two key concerns for us. First of all, the macro environment remains very complex. And we are not talking here just about the consumer sentiment, but a real pressure on consumers' income uh, from uh, job losses or um, salary cuts. Um, and secondly, uh, we are a little bit more concerned about a speedy return of Chinese tourism to Europe. Uh, we had expected that we could see a return of Chinese tourists to Europe, which is po usually positive for the sector. But after the trip, we don't feel like this is something that could happen anytime soon. So with that, I will move to Susi. What do you think the Chinese are now traveling and what are their intentions going forward? So we are seeing that the Chinese have already started to travel quite extensively within Asia. So within Asia, the Chinese spend already reached 100% of 2019 level as of July, and this has continued to improve. The top destinations mentions are always Japan, also because of the currency, uh, Thailand, Singapore, etc. When it comes to Europe, which is really the big question, um, we came from the trip, as Susanna mentioned, feeling a bit less optimistic. At the moment, the Chinese spend is still down over 60% compared to 2019 level. Um, but there are a few reasons, three in particular, that we think prevents the Chinese from coming back in bigger numbers. The first one is the lack of availability of flights and still backlog of visas and passport renewals, um, which just makes it more complicated for them. Um, the second factor is the fact that in Europe, there has been a lot of inflation. And so the cost of the full holiday, including the hotels, the um, restaurants, has become much bigger than before. Um, and therefore, this leaves them less budget for shopping. And the final reason is that we were pleasantly surprised by the amazing product assortment in luxury stores in China now, compared to pre-COVID. Um, so they no longer need to travel to find you know, the unique piece or something special the availability of products in China is excellent. Um, so for these reasons, we feel like there isn't this huge rush um, to come back to Europe. So Susanna, which brands do you think have the best momentum in China now? I think the key takeaway from the trip on that front is the fact that there is a very big polarization between brand performances. 
Uh, I think investors have been historically used to the fact that um, when it comes to Chinese demand, almost any luxury brand is performing well. But it's very clear that there is a significant gap in terms of brand performance between various players. Um, so when it comes to best performing brands, it's really those that are at the very high end of the markets. Uh, brands with a very high exposure to the VIP consumer, they seem almost untouched by what's happening in the market. Um, and probably we came back from the trip feeling a little bit more concerned about brands on the other side of the spectrum. So following up on that, Susie, can you elaborate a bit more on which brands have actually the worst momentum? So as Susanna mentioned, really there is this big polarization between high-end and more aspirational. So any brand that has been basing their strategy on attracting new customers, new aspirational customers, perhaps also from lower tier cities, um, we think it's going to be very challenging for them going forward because the middle class is really the part of society that is being most impacted by the macro at the moment. So we got the most cautious feedback from the trip on brands. And now we're in the middle of results. So Susanna, what do you think are the main takeaways so far from the companies that have reported? We are only halfway through earnings season, so I think it's a little bit too early to draw any final conclusions. Uh, but I can think of three so far. So first of all, there is a very clear uh, softening in luxury demand globally. Uh, however, this is not the case for uh, brands positioned at the very high end of the market. Secondly, uh, most of the company have actually pointed to no slowdown in Chinese demand. Uh, so some companies have seen some small uh, acceleration, some small deceleration, but nothing meaningful. So versus 2021, actually Chinese demand for luxury globally uh, is staying pretty resilient. And finally, we've seen probably a bit more pronounced weakness among slightly weaker brands or brands with a higher wholesale exposure. Uh, and these are the companies that have seen a, a bigger deceleration in sales growth sequentially. Thank you for visiting the UBS Research Pod Hub. That was an overview on the luxury space with Susanna Push and Susie Tibaldi from the UBS Luxury Research Team. Tune in again for more Investments Insights. This content has been prepared by UBS AG, its subsidiaries and or affiliates, and is purely informational in nature. It is not investment research and does not contain an investment recommendation nor investment or professional advice. It is not an offer or solicitation to engage in any investment activity, and you should seek your own financial, tax, and legal advice before engaging in any such activity. UBS has no responsibility to you in relation to this content and has no regard to your personal circumstances or investment objectives, and receiving it does not imply any form of client relationship with UBS for any legal, regular or tax purpose. This content is not intended for distribution into any jurisdiction where to do so would be contrary to law or regulation. UBS does not accept any liability over the content of such material or reliance upon any information contained herein. The views and opinions expressed by any guest speaker or third party are not those of UBS. Accordingly, UBS does not accept any liability over any such views and opinions expressed by such persons. This content is the valuable intellectual property of UBS, and UBS specifically prohibits the redistribution of it in whole or in part without its prior written permission. Copyright UBS 2023. The key symbol and UBS are among the registered and unregistered trademarks of UBS. All rights reserved.